Welcome to Wine. Nope, that's not it. Can you please hold my other Alexa and won't shut up now? Alexa. I have too many Alexas. That's a good problem to have. Okay. This is exactly how audiobook recording went. <laughs> You're wondering. Welcome to Wine and Wine, a podcast about nothing. I'm Jill. And I'm Kathy. Today, we're going to delve into female friendships. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Before we start that, we do want to thank everyone who checked out our first episode, which, according to Spotify, was 10 people. Double digits. Double digits on the first go. I feel super popular. If you're wondering when the next episode is going to come out, it's going to be every third Wednesday of the month. If we can help it, we might awesome. get excited and do more. Exactly right. Because we have a ton of topics. Exactly. All right. So welcome to the second episode where we thought we'd take on the easy topic of female friendships, uh, which is interesting mm -hmm. because Kathy and I have known each other since we were mere children-ish. Ish. Uh, I was. You said 1999 the last time, right? Right. Yeah. We did take about a decade off from each other, which was probably more needed by her than me. <laughs> but Kathy and I we are different when it comes to maintaining our relationships. And I do think you're so much better than I am based on your social feed. But I mean, I, I mean, we're getting to know each other again. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am much more of what I would say is a guy's girl where I don't have a lot of interest in like the traditional female things. I was very much a tomboy playing in the dirt, didn't care for dresses. And I guess probably also because I was a pretty competitive athlete all the way through college. I just didn't for all the garbage that a lot of girls project with their with their dramatics. Where you, I think, are more of a girls' girl, right? Would you say? I am, and it's so funny because I think you and I led like really competitive parallel lives, just in different sports. Yeah. And but the way that like I'm definitely a gal's gal, right? But here's how that often plays out. It kind of plays out where I love the men, guys in my life, right? So in my romantic relationships are with men, but I just don't care what they think about women's issues. Well, that's, yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> you kind of how that plays out. And I think I was just really lucky because growing up, I didn't have the, the boy kind of drama with, with friends. Right. Because you know, I'm always like gals before guys, right? So I'm like with, with girlfriends from that perspective. Right just saw that notification from my Amazon delivery driver. Obviously he's going to pull up in the middle of this. So <laughs> we'll have a dog barking interlude. Do you think it's harder to maintain positive female relationships now than it was 20 years ago? So I'm going to answer that twofold first for like, I think once women, once you get to an age where you're really truly comfortable in your own skin female relationships become amazing and better because what happens is the competition and the jealousy isn't there, right? Yeah. And when you're really comfortable with yourself, then you applaud, even when you're going through kind of a down, life is a series of ups and downs, right? And so even when you're in a valley, when you're comfortable in your own skin and you understand that I'm just in a valley and I'm going to come out of it eventually, you can cheer on other people that are at a peak and having really good success. But it takes time to get there, right? Yeah. I think, and I think that a lot of that, and it's so funny because I've never, I know I project a lot of confidence just on a daily basis, but I don't consider myself to be not without my insecurities. But I am realizing as I get older, there's, and this has been a tricky thing, is that women go, you know, they gain that confidence and they lose their insecurities. 
securities at different at a different pace each one. Yes. And so sometimes, and I think I get myself into trouble with this. I assume that everyone is more like me, where at 52, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not, I just don't have time for the antics, but I'm not, not going to be friends with you. I'm just going to like nod and smile, move on. Or I think that someone, if another woman pisses me off, I think that I can talk to her about that. And I, and that she would hear it in the same way I would, which is, it's not great to hear, but thank you for telling me, you know, I'm going to go home and mull it over and, and decide if there is some, some changes I can make in myself. And that's what shot me in the foot several times is that I see another woman like I'm like oh dude like you just you can't do that you are destroying friendships relationships like yes, yes. I don't need to yell at every server at a restaurant but they don't they do not take it with the positivity or the in the light and the spirit that it's meant that is totally true and some of that just I think comes from first of all that difficult feedback is always hard to hear I think no matter how confident you are getting constructive criticism is is always tough right and and especially and you're right and if you're not in like the right frame to hear that it can make you make you spiral right you know and recognizing that and and knowing that i mean i think you can look at sorry men but you can look at a pack of men and they're pretty much all the same you know they got they need four things right they need to be fed they yeah. need hear about aliens or zombies they need to get laid and they need to take a good dump and that's they're it they're good <laughs> women you look at a pack of women and every single one thrives on a different kind of communication style and what's your love language and women individually we're trying to figure out our own moving target all the time but then when we're surrounding ourselves by other women which we want to do yeah also have to navigate their moving targets all the time and I, I find that in some cases, there's not a lot of forgiveness when you miss that target. Mm -hmm. Could be, which is, it's a bummer. Yeah. I will say too, though, I think as I've gotten older, I feel like I show more grace than I did in my 20s and early 30s, I'll say. 1000%. And that's thrown some people, some of my old friends. Mm -hmm. right? um, <laughs> Who's this person? Yeah. Who am I? I show so much more grace because I do try to remember it. I mean, there's so many stupid sayings about like, you don't know what the other person's going through. But the reality is Amazon is delivering. In fact, God damn Amazon. All right, let's take a break and have a word from Renoncer. Kathy, what do you have for us today? Well, since it's spring, I'm going to start with the Pampered Chef Life Swatter. And it really seems fitting to start with a product that's no longer available, especially when you're going to need it the most. In well, spring this is the podcast that no one asked for. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like this was silly. He did. I'm going to start with a product that you cannot get any longer because this was the best $10 I ever spent yes. on the Pampered Fly Swatter. And listeners, you're probably thinking, what is so special about a Fly Swatter? Okay, well, there's three things in particular that are super special about this one. The fly swatter, first of all, has little pricklies at the very end of it. And why is that important? Because I think we all know none of us want to touch anything that we have swatted. Yeah. So when you swat something, whether it's on the wall or on the on your decking or on a table, and then you can use the little pricklies at the end to scoop it right up. The second cool thing about this fly swatter is that it comes with the dustpan. So now not only do it, can I scoop it right up, but I can put it right in the dustpan and boom, right into the trash. And it attaches right onto the fly swatter so that you can keep everything together. When did you get that? Oh, easily 20 years ago now. You yeah. still have both parts? Oh yeah. Oh, but there's a third part. Oh my God. And you still have that part too? Okay. Yeah, it's so crazy. At the very end, this will come out, boom, 
and it's a little pair of tweezers. Oh, good. So you can eat it without touching it. Exactly. It's almost like if you want to pretend like you're a karate kid yeah. and you're, you want to Mr. Miyagi the fly, then you can, you can Mr. I Miyagi it. Challenges to take that to a restaurant. And <laughs> the best $10 I ever spent, the pampered chef fly swatter. And if anybody is listening out there that used to be a, or is currently a pampered chef consultant, and you have a box of these somewhere in your garage, I'm going to say right now, please DM me because I'm going to want to buy them from you. Yes, I would like one as well. That seems a lot better than how we did at my house where I just see a bug and I scream bloody murder until someone comes. <laughs> or because I live in the woods, if we have a rodent uh, in the basement, which is a daily thing now because it's mole season, yep. I put a, we have a cone, a traffic cone that we stole. And I won't tell you what state it's from. And I just put it on top of the rodent and then I take a picture of it, send it to my husband. So he knows he needs to bring something down there like a giant dustpan. So we'd like pamper chef. We'd like that fly swatter back in the stable and also a much larger one for, for moles. Boom. Boom. Make it happen. Kathy, do you remember what we were talking about right before the dog started barking? I was about to say something profound. I'm sure of it. You were. You were in the middle of a profound statement. And then... Hmm. If only I had a pen. <laughs> Worst office. Sorry, listeners. We had a little break for the Amazon delivery of the day. So I think what I was saying was, I know I've changed a lot in the last 10 years. And I know much of that is because I'm married and I have a family and I have stepkids and... I've learned a lot about myself because I've had 92 counselors in the last decade. And it is it is surprising to folks, even that I have had a relationship with in the last 10 years or 50 years, but also to the ones that I haven't seen where they're like, you seem different. You seem a lot more chill and, you know, you don't bow up as much, which it's all good stuff. But then I'm like, holy shit, was I like a total bitch before? <laughs> oh, God, exactly. I don't think that was my experience with you. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't, I don't recall. It's funny you say bow up. Cause I'm like, did you ever bow up on me? I don't know. I'm scared of you. I'm I, I, I was just about to say most people that are like, they're like, oh, Kathy probably bowed up on you. <laughs> just let it happen. Whatever's happening right now. Just move along. <laughs> I don't get many people that bow up on me. That's true. You are very confident. And I think you are. That's the funny thing. How I see you is just so confident, balls out, but joyous at the same time, which is a, a, a unique combination. You know, I think it's funny. You know, we get labeled women are difficult. They're just so difficult. Why are women so difficult? But I think women have to fight for so many things. Like ask a woman why she's difficult. And she's probably going to tell you because I have to literally fight twice as hard as you. Yes. All the time. Yeah. And so then women are fighting, fighting for all the stuff. And then there's other women coming into the picture. And now that's causing us to fight with each other. And we're not right. how we need to lift each other up and be each other's biggest supporters. And right. I mean, so freaking catty. I do love the, I mean, I, I see all the t-shirts the and I do love the empowered women, empower women. I think that's pretty, that's pretty nifty. I just don't know how, I don't know how we get better at that and the opportunities that, that we have to do that. I feel like I try to do it in a way where I try to support women-owned small business, like the clothing I wear and, and trying to do things in that way. And then, you know, making sure at work, I mean, I 
always speak up for women at work when I see something great that they that they've done or participating in. I'm quick to put something in the praise channel and make sure that when I get time with executives, I try to always say something good about somebody else in the company. But it's it's funny that we have to do that though, because they don't have men don't have the same problem. No. No, no. And you know, when you think about the whole like always kind of being on guard, I feel like that as a as a female, you're kind of on guard all the time in your life, whether you're walking to your car and I mean just simple things where if you're home alone or, you know, and somebody knocks on the door, like, I don't, I don't know what is wrong with me that the first thing I always think of is when somebody, if I'm home by myself and somebody knocks on the door, I'm like, who is that? Right. Is that a weapon? What's happening right now? Right. right. Is the alarm set? Like these are the things that go through. Right. And I mean, I still, I, I still do that thing where I link my keys through my hand. If I'm at night walking, I might be going 30 feet to my car from music bingo and we'll, <laughs> But, and that's the thing. And that's what kind of stayed on track with the relationships. Women, hello, women. Hi. We have so much extraneous shit to deal with. The last thing we need to do is turn on each other. Yes. Now, am I guilty of that? Yes. But sometimes the assumption is that I'm like, I'm cutting out because, you know, I'm I'm just mad and taking my toys home. And that's not the case. The case is that I just, I don't know. I'm not doing that. If we're not supporting each other, then... I'm not interested, not that I'm not interested because I'm always interested in having people in my lives. But if it's just, oh, I'm constantly being brought down, I'm not that interested in participating in that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I do think I'm more like a guy where, I mean, we could have a big blowout right now on this podcast. And then in five minutes, I'm like, so do you want to go get ice cream? It would be a margarita, actually, not ice cream. Right. Where I find that that's not necessarily the norm with probably most of the women I know. Like if you, if you cross them, that's like they make a little note in your, their head that they will now keep for eternity. <laughs> you run into them in the nursing home. They're absolutely going to put the brakes on your wheelchair. Right. <laughs> you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Pay more attention. Somebody's looking around. I will tell you, though, you know who I think is probably I, is better at their age than probably we were. I'm pretty impressed by the they're probably like the Gen Z's, maybe Gen Alpha. When I, when I get a chance to kind of observe some of those female friendships and how they navigate those waters, I think they're a little further ahead. So where I think it took a lot of us to like our probably, I'm going to call it our thirties, I think to get comfortable enough in our own skin to be able to champion other women appropriately and, and especially really form those solid female friendships. I feel like that that generation is doing it more in their late teens, early twenties versus I do. And I'm going to be, I'm of course going to go the opposite route on this one because, you know, it's me. And I have one of the 20 year old, is she a millennial or a gen? God damn it. Gen Z? Is she a 20? 20. I don't know. <laughs> Almost too much, in my opinion. And again, this is me, competitive, whatever, guy's guy, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, girl. <laughs> um, so I look at it sometimes and I'm like, no, we, you don't need to accept every single thing your friend does. Uh, if like if they're treating you like a doormat, that's not okay. If they're treating other people like if they have quit their fifth job in a row, telling them it's okay if it, you know, self-care counts. So <laughs> I guess I do understand where yeah, they do seem much more accepting of each other and accepting of the differences more than anything. Mm-hmm. Which I, but I also sometimes look at the high schoolers that, you know, we interact with because we do have kids that age. And I just think, Y'all need to hold each other accountable for some of this stuff. 
because all you're doing is teaching each other that oh if i don't like it all i have to do is find someone who will agree with me and now it's okay sorry let me put my soapbox away <laughs> actually that's such an interesting point though because you're right but i would also say that that's what is a lot of times modeled in adult behavior and that's where they're uh, where they get a lot of that oh that's yeah. okay because you know if somebody doesn't agree with me i'll just find somebody that does right yeah. and then i'm gonna i'm gonna glom on to that but yeah. I, I like what you said about the accountability piece mm -hmm. because that's interesting because i think i was probably in my 30s before i found before i felt like i had a mentor that wasn't afraid to hold me accountable what was it me <laughs> or so was you i think I, i'm pretty sure you know who it was do I? Our, do you remember our boss's boss? What was her name? It started with an A. It did not start with an A. Not, not the owner of the company, but the woman that was right below her. Didn't that one start with an A? <laughs> did any of these people's names start with an A? <laughs> no. Well, no. So remember, Meredith owned the company. And then... Uh, and it started with an M. Okay, I got it. Meredith. No. It was a D. Dolores? No. She sounds like a good mentor if you don't remember her name. I know, right? Right. <laughs> but I don't remember I mean, her at all. <clears throat> but she, she, she obviously made an impact in your life. Yes, like I, it was the first female mentor. I was the first female mentor where I, I mean, she, she would hold me to task. Yeah. Like she was not afraid to say this. You know, she would critique my emails and would critique up my presentations and would critique my, my interactions because she would go behind me and right because you know by that point you know you and i were dealing with vps after that time and so really critiquing about that those interactions and then the interactions that we were having with the leadership in the company that we worked for right. and the things that we would say in those meetings so it was it was just a really interesting time because at that point like there were so many men especially at ibm and in that yeah you know, in yeah. that area very few female leaders for us to to look up with or even engage with yeah right i it's i'm now mentally going back through all my managers and so i worked in media for a really long time mm -hmm. when i worked in media i only ever had one female manager her name also started with a d it was Dottie. my first real job where out of college where i was making 18 grand a year and i was rich loaded but I to this day still consider her the best manager I'd ever I, woman mm -hmm. I've ever had. Just kidding, we're not changing the name to woman manager. <laughs> we don't need to have a name. We don't need to do that. But yeah, same thing. She just had a way of I hate to say like you'd be in trouble, but you'd leave her office feeling really good about the conversation. Yeah, because she had a way of first understanding that everybody there's a human being, and we're all literally learning every single day. Um, otherwise, robots would do it and calling you out if you screwed something up, but making it a learning lesson to that, just that you would leave the office like so pumped up. You're like, man, I really screwed that up. And it was it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I have since then tried to still when I manage people still hear her voice in my head, you know, I take cues from her. And, and it's been interesting because since then I went through this long, long span of only having men as managers and it's not that they're not great managers they just don't understand some of the emotions that come with you know the people that work in the trenches and the stress and mm -hmm. you know much more like black and white get it done or leave yeah which i don't think is i don't think that's a way to manage a company or manage your friendships right 
Well, you know, it's interesting because when you think about, like when I think about those the women in my inner circle, I think the overlaying piece of it is that if you choose to have female friends in your inner circle, at the, at the end of the day, they have to be what I call good humans, right? Yeah. And because I think, I think where some people go, you know, unfortunately there are just some folks that you do have to cut ties with. Right. I mean, that's just, um, sometimes it's a family member, sometimes it's a friend, it's sometimes it's a romantic, whatever it is, right? At some point, somebody may or may not become toxic in your environment. And, you know, you just have to keep the ones that are quality folks in your, and that aren't toxic in your, in your life, right? And, I, and one of the things that I'm trying to teach our eldest right now is about boundaries. Yeah. I, those are great. I think that there are realistic boundaries. I don't think you can just lay out a boundary every time you meet a person, but women, I think most importantly, you need to not be afraid to communicate those boundaries. Right. Which is what we're working on in our home is it's great if you set a boundary, but if you don't tell somebody that you set a boundary, that's not great. Right. Right. <laughs> because they're not getting the chance yes. not to accept it. But yes, I accept your boundary, but they're not getting the chance to decide if they're going to grow from it. Right. They might decide not to grow for, from it. They might decide, okay, well, you know, if that's a boundary, then I'm, you know, peace out. And that's okay too, but you'd have to verbalize it to them. Verbalize them, not text them, not email them, not pray for their voice. I'm just kidding. We know they don't use voicemail. <laughs> you have to look them in the eyes. <laughs> Lovingly. You know, it's true because I think the other piece of that boundary part is the respect then. Mm -hmm. And respect of their boundaries, totally. And for we we know a lot of things about we know a lot of things about each other, but it's never my place to tell your story. True. I mean, but you can because it's right. Really Unless I have permission, or yeah. it's on the internet, then yeah, that's fine. <laughs> internet. So I think that one of the social media. I I'm going to do the get off my lawn speech now. You know, social media. It's funny. You have folks that will post all the rainbows and unicorns about their lives. People get annoyed because their lives are perfect. Mm -hmm. Then don't same people start posting like, I don't know what the opposite of rainbows and unicorns are, like the shit storms. They start yeah. posting about that. Then people get annoyed because why are they sharing on social media? Yeah. Why are they in the world? Yes. Obviously, social media is not the place to rate your friendship or your value to someone else, probably both importantly. But I do think like it's interesting because, and I think you said last time you had brunch with a few girls that according to Facebook, everything's amazing. And then you get together in real life and you're like, holy crap, everybody's falling apart. Yeah. Everybody's got something going on. Yeah. Like that's one of my piece of advice for females is to make the time to see each other in person, face to face and make it a regular thing. Even if you put on your calendar, you know, the fifth set, fifth Saturday, you know, those months with the five Saturday. <laughs> I'll see you once a year. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you uh, every leave year. Um, you know, the second Saturday of every month, I'm going to ask someone to go to uh, get tacos with me. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. It's a different person every single time. You're making that human contact and yeah. being able to share the things that are more personal and allowing them to share the things that are more personal. And it's, it is so important to hear from other people that, you know what, their life sucks too. Yeah, yeah. I do have a couple of friends. We do a Friday morning, 7 a.m. <laughs> Most people right now are like, oh my God, 
first of all, who agreed to meet you at 7 a.m.? I'm like, I know. But <laughs> no, no. by then she's already been up for three hours. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I really like, I, I mean, I treasure that time because I do like that, the face to face. And it's, you, but you're right. You have to be purposeful about it. And I think that's the key about friendships too, is being purposeful about, I mean, my love language at this point is memes, right? So if I'm the, if you get a DM from me or a text and it's got memes, just know that means I love you because, <laughs> because that, like, I don't know. I just see a meme and I'm like, oh my God, this is our life. And it might be stuff I've sent, stuff I send to you all the time or, you know, my, my coffee girls, right? Like there's just that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that I'm going to contradict myself right now because I want to clarify something. Everybody is so freaking busy right now. First of all, we don't have to be this busy friends. We're allowed to say no. Someone says no, just say, thank you for telling me. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Can you repeat that? Oh, you can say no to things. If I say to you, let's try it out right now. Hey, Kathy, do you want to get together tomorrow night? We can like go to a movie or something. Yeah, I could totally move like eight things around and Oh, wait, no, no. That would be great if you would move eight things around for me because you really miss this movie. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> right, like, the, well, okay, well, I can't see the whole movie, but I could definitely see you right beforehand. For like okay. 10 minutes, I'll meet you in the parking lot before I go to. I guess if that's all you have, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I mean, am I even your friend? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm trying to be so much better. I just, yeah. you know, not giving a list of what. I hope is a good enough reason yeah. for someone not to question me and, you know, give me the whole, Oh, but we know. Yeah, I know. I want to see everybody, but sometimes I just can't. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the traps that I've fallen into is where I measure the act, the length of them, I guess, as the important part, not the act. So I'm like, Oh, if I can't go out to a full dinner with you, then it doesn't count. Right. You know, I haven't done my service to you as a friend. Yeah. That's that came out wrong. Um. <laughs> just that cup of coffee, or even if it's just, hey, I've got this 45 minute break at, at lunch. I'm right. grateful for any time at this point, you know? Yeah. Right. Or like you said, sending a meme. I've got a friend who yeah. is so consistent in just sending greeting cards out as, a, as opposed to playing cards. Oh. I don't know other card people would send out. In fact, I'm annoyed right now because I haven't gotten one in a week. <laughs> Well, now I'm in that friendship. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, that means so much to me. Just the fact that she puts a stamp on an envelope and writes my address on it. She doesn't have to put like a soliloquy inside. It's just a card that she might have gotten with her Amazon return cash at Kohl's. Right. <laughs> that she put my name on it. So I know she's thinking about me. So yeah. I've tried to, I did a, pretty good job of trying to like replicate that last year where I would send my girlfriend's cards just to say like, like I would send a card. Sorry, I never sent you one. I would send a card that said, uh, mm -hmm. oh, you look nice today, even though like we live six states apart. Yeah. And that's easy. And it takes maybe 10 minutes a week just to write out a couple of dresses on an envelope. Mm -hmm. so we get caught in this trap where it has to be this big thing where a night out and we have to put on our makeup and we can't wear mm -hmm. our leggings and, and we got to like put on shoes that lace up instead of slippers or we don't do anything but you can do something without like yeah, going yeah. To the right right you just stop by we can just watch the ball game or not pop in for you can pop in for a drink like one drink and then hey I'm yeah. Going home. yeah have a sip of something and then bye off you go you know yeah
I mean, and I think that's my challenge to women is just just stop and just take a minute and shoot a text off to someone that you haven't in, a, in two, six months or, hey, how are you doing? Just thought of you that I wanted to say hello. No need to respond. That's one of the best texts to send is no need to respond. It's wow. literally just, I just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. No need to respond. Yeah. You yeah. know, a smile on the other end, they might respond or they might have just needed to hear a, a friendly voice in that moment. Yes. Yeah. I feel like my female friendships now have all evolved to that place where, you know, it's a safe space Yeah, and it can be, it can be a venting. It can be just kind of talking something out. It can be, it doesn't even kind of matter what it is, but that, I think that's, what's really great about female friendships. When you, when you finally get that group, because it is a safe space and you can really kind of work some stuff out and get good ideas and, it can kind of help you kind of um, almost transition when you're in that negative place and you're not quite sure what to do. Even just have some, have, sometimes having just two or three ideas, even if you do none of them can make you feel like, okay, there is a solution to this problem. I'm right. not, in this, I'm not in this vacuum. Yeah. True. I've actually, it's been an interesting journey to my life in Virginia because my whole friend group is shifting as we speak. And there was a whole group that I thought I wanted to be in. And I thought like, I mean, and I, it's embarrassing that, you know, in my late, when I was in my late forties to say that I wanted to sit at the cool kids lunch table, but I did. Yeah. I I was at the cool kids lunch table when I lived in North Carolina. So I just thought that's where I belonged here. And, you know, I fought and fought and fought to get in this group and feel like it was a safe space and have learned over the last few years that it is not at all. And that's and that's not to say there's anything wrong with this group of girls. It just wasn't meant for me. And it, it took my husband telling me over and over and over, every time you get together with them, you come home and you're sad and you're miserable and you feel like you're less than. And then it started to like slowly, oh, and then I've got these other, it's a smaller group, you know, they don't belong to the club, da, 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 but I do always feel so good when I come back from visiting them. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with that. And and I'm sure we have a lot of teenagers listening to this, but <laughs> that is a hard lesson to be okay with what you think is maybe the less popular kids or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Where was I going with that? It's really fascinating. <laughs> I feel like where you were headed. <laughs> <clears throat> Now, if you could just read where your head is that really the cool kid table is wherever you are sitting. Oh, that wow, I gotta put that on a t shirt. <laughs> that is true. I mean, honestly, for I mean for everybody out there, like, you know, just that you, you gotta find your core and it has to be a group that you feel better after spending time. Yeah. And that's the frustrating that's where women drive me crazy. They freaking would rather tear each other down than lift each other up. Yeah. What is the freaking purpose? We all know what we have to deal with every day. I, Why are we tearing each other down? This is dumb. And all the men are looking at us and going, man, they're dumb. <laughs> doing it. It's true. Backspace is a thing. <laughs> you do not have to send that test or stack that text or say those words. Backspace. Right. Right. Yes. Oh, what is that thing? You can, uh, you can adjust another woman's crown without telling everybody you did it. I love that. Looking back at 25 year old Kathy, what would you tell her as far as your friendships with female? 25 year old Kathy, I would definitely tell her to not not be afraid to be authentic. Yeah. 
And because, I mean, 25 and 45 year old Kathy probably, I, I'm not as outward. I, I'm an extrovert, but I'm very, I think, feel like I'm still guarded. Is that yeah. fair? You're, you're like an intentional extrovert. Yes, that's probably, that's probably what it is. But I would definitely, I would definitely tell 25 year old Kathy to, to remember to just really honor the female friendships. Not that, I mean, I love our gal, our, our guy pals, like, but my, the girlfriends are, remember, we're going to outlive all, we're going to outlive all the men. Right. And so you just got to build those relationships now so that we know who's going to room with who, when we all have to golden girl it together. Right. Your devil wheelchair with you. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day. Right. So it's, um, Yes. So I would definitely, I would tell her that, but I, I, growing up, I mean, I was pretty lucky too. So I think you and I did have different experiences growing up because my Girl Scout experiences with women was very good. And even sorority life. had a Girl Scout, so same. But even sorority life when I was in college, I mean, there, there's always a little bit of drama. Yeah. At the end of the day, those girls were, even the ones that I didn't maintain a long-term relationship with, um, that it's just more of a social media connection. Like they're quality women. And I can appreciate that. And honestly, if any of them called and said, I know I haven't talked to you in 25 years. Can you do this for me? I'm certain I would say yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, and then even like our, our JC's experience, like I love all the women I connected with there. That's where you, my inner circle, you know, yep. all came from that, that group. And we did have different experiences. The Girl Scouts for me was not great. Um, I was a little bit too, oh gosh, what's the word? I don't know. I didn't behave a lot, I suppose. I think my last big event was a camp out and they thought maybe I should find something to do afterwards that wasn't Girl Scouts. (laughs) Apparently you're not supposed to pull down people's pants while they're waiting in the lunch line. Um, loose cannon was that it i don't know sororities so our sorority had a fraternity kind of attached to it i got along a thousand percent better with the Mm -hmm. men and unfortunately because of that that caused some of my core group in my sorority what i what i would recognize that is just dumb female jealousy to sort of cut me out so i had this group for three years we were like all a ride or die group a group of five of us and then all of a sudden my senior year of college you know when nothing important is going on i found myself on the outside looking in so i you know i gave up on women a lot and then yeah when i joined the jc's when i met you it was kind of like oh this is like adulting you know adulting with women to do it this is a fun thing this is fun yeah Yeah. gosh if i like a 25 year old jill i wish i had been able to slow down when those like hiccups in my relation female relationship happens smart enough back then to look at, look for the feeling behind the feeling or the feeling behind the action. Because what I saw was, oh my God, they're, you know, they're being such bitches to me. If I could have been, had the, like the smarts to figure out that it was more of a, a jealousy issue or uh, that I wasn't spending as much time with them issue, then I could have approached it a lot differently and not Mm -hmm. all my toys and gone home. And I think I, it's really taken me probably, I mean, in the last four, three or four years to learn to take a beat. And if if there's something like not right in our relationship and it's clearly directed toward me, then I, I know now to, to take a minute and, and suss it out, you know, before I make that final declaration of this is over. And, and I tell you what, nine times out of 10, it's not over at all because once we sit down and chat about it, yeah, it's like, Oh, okay, we're fine. 
move on. Especially when you realize that m- most of the time there's not bad intentions. Yes. And not that not having bad intentions means everything that there's always forgiveness, but for the majority of things, I can better recognize now when there wasn't ill intent. Right. And I just said that to someone this week. If you look for malice, you'll find malice. Yeah. Yeah. But probably 100% of the time, there was no malice. Right. Right. Yes. So calm down. <laughs> just calm down, everybody. Just calm down. Let's say that's it. That's the, that's the mantra. That's and, right. You know what? I will say this. I think sometimes I know some, I know I have felt bad before, you know, sometimes friendships end and sometimes they end for just no reason. Sometimes they can just fizzle out. I mean, social media makes it easier now because now it's, it's, it was really hard to connect with people back when we didn't have like social media and cell phones and things like that. But I think it's sometimes it's okay for a friendship to kind of ebb and flow some people out that don't ever come back again. Others will be like us where our lives just kind of went in a different direction for several years. And now we get a chance to come back and pick up on our friendship. And I think because we had such a good friendship back here, that even when it goes like that for a minute, goes out and then comes back in, because I feel like we had such a solid relationship before that it, when we started talking again, it was almost like those years had never passed. I totally agree with you. It's such a good lesson. And and it is one that I try to teach my kids. And the fact that I still have friends from high school that I talk to blows their minds. Yeah. But when my daughter uh, came home from college this week and I told her I was doing a podcast and she said, with who? And I said, oh, with Kathy. She's like, who's that? Oh, she's my friend that I haven't talked to in 10 years. And she's like, well, how did you get her to do this? And I said, well, it went like this. I rung her up first time in 10 years. And she said, hello. And I said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And she said, oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> oh, that's probably verbatim exactly how that. Oh, my God, I thought you'd never ask. And she's, <laughs> she's blown away because she's like, and it just, just like that. I'm like, yep, just like that. Just like that. Yep. <laughs> and just like that. And just like that. <laughs> Looks like our time is up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wine and Wine. Two things that are so much better when paired together. That's right, folks. And be sure to join us for our next episode where we dig into why we love boutique farms, animals, and so much more. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that either. More later about the fact that I have a cat that um, has three legs now, which has made me not want a boutique farm. But maybe by next time I'll be back in the groove. Right. So remember, you can always find me, Jill Barlow, at jillbarlow.com. That's Jill with a Y. And Kathy, we can find you on Instagram or YouTube as Kathy Crowley One and on TikTok, Cool Cat Kathy. And if you haven't checked out our thought for the day, it's worth it. <laughs> so, did we solve anything? Probably not, but did you really want to? Awesome. See you guys next time on Wine and Wine. Thank you.